with a credit card, you've now entered basically a third contender into the mix. You've mm-hmm. got your budget tool, you've got your bank account, and now you have a new account where your credit is being tracked. So now you have to keep track of three things, which isn't the end of the world, but you have to keep track of three things. Yes. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration, so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson, and on today's episode, we're talking about credit cards, and more specifically, how to use them to your benefit rather than to your detriment. That's great, Leo. I think it's really important for people to realize that credit cards are something that you can use as a great form of payment but you can't use them as an extra form of income. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> you can't just spend money that you haven't earned. And so for Ashley and I, we used a debit card, I want to say for at least the first five years of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Everything was cash or debit card. Right. And the benefit of a debit card is that when you're using a budget tool and then you're looking at your bank account, As you spend with a debit card, your bank account goes down a little bit by a little bit by a little bit as you spend on that debit card. Right. Because the debit card just pulls money from your bank that you already have. Mm -hmm. So you're not really worried about overspending because you can look at your bank account and see, okay, I still have money in there. And every time I spend, I have a little bit less. I have a little bit less. So I start with a thousand. I've got 800. I've got 600. When you track in your budget tool, well, you're be you're able to see. Hey, I started with a thousand. I spent two hundred. Now I've got eight hundred. I right. spent another two hundred. Now I've got six hundred. Your your budget tool and your bank account are going to match all the time. They should. They should. <laughs> yes. As long as you're tracking, uh, your bank account and your budget tool are going to match, and that makes the reconciliation really easy when you use a debit card or when you use cash. Mm-hmm. Because for cash, I would take out, let's say, $500 a month to spend in cash. Well, we would take out that $500 a month at the beginning of the month, and it would come right out of our bank account. Right. And then we would track that 500 into our budget tool. And so all of a sudden, our budget tool and our bank account match again. Yes. And then we would spend with a debit card. And as we spent with a debit card on your bank, it would go down a little bit. But then we would track it in our budget and it would match again. So there was this, there was this easy matching solution. Mm-hmm. Now, what I found is that as people um, get won over to the idea of using a credit card as a form of payment, uh, and what wins them over to that idea is often the points. Mm-hmm. It's often, oh, I get 1% cash back or 1.5% cash back or... Um, they get fifty dollars off if they sign up. Exactly. You know, so it's a lot of times we're just kind of brought into it, not as a, oh, this is going to benefit me long term. Right. We don't actually even think about it that way. But then it becomes a trap or a candy. Right. right. Especially if you don't have a budget that you're operating off of. Right. And well, and this is what's tricky is people don't think about the difference between using a debit card and using a credit card in this way. When you're budgeting and you actually have a plan in place, it's very easy to go back and forth and look at your budget. And look at your bank account and know that they're the same. Know they're reconciled. You're tracking on purpose. You're doing good things. You're spending on purpose. All of that's happening. As soon as you switch to a credit card, a few things happen. Um, one, you do get the benefit of a 1% cash back mm-hmm. or, or you know, points towards hotels or points towards airlines. That's great. But one thing that happens is your brain doesn't feel the same pain when you spend. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't even think about it. Um, and you spend more money than you would. 
Right. Studies have shown that you tend to spend anywhere from 10 to 20% more using a credit card than you would with a debit card. Be- or with cash. Or with cash. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely with cash. Especially with cash. Yeah, that's where it's it's really, it's more on the 20% side, 18 to 20% related to cash, and then like 10% related to a debit card. Mm-hmm. And the reason is with cash, you physically see the cash go away. It's a, it's a pain point. With a debit card, your brain at least links it to your bank account. So you're like, oh, I only have $1,000 in my bank account, and I just lost $20. Okay, I just spent another $40. You know, you, you, it's not quite as painful with a credit card. A there's lot an of awareness, and that's really kind of right. important because if you're spending with an awareness that there's a limit, then you're going to set a limit. But right. with it, like you said, with the debit card, that limit is unless you're like down to $20 in the bank, then you know, okay, I can't go over 20. But if you right. have like 1000 1500 2000 or you just got a $2,500 deposit from your employer, well, now it's like, gosh, I got a ton of money to spend. Right. So you're more likely to spend more when you think there's more money in the bank, but still there's a limit. Right. With right. a debit card. Well, and that's what's interesting is the psychology is still the same with the debit card. Just like Leo said, you get a, a your tax refund and people spend a lot of money really quickly because they got a huge cash infusion. And so mm-hmm. they think, oh, I have $2,000 in the bank. Right. So they, they're less likely to feel the pain of it. With a credit card, you may have a $5,000 limit. And so you're not thinking about it at all because like, I could spend up to $5,000, but it's not real money that's in your bank already. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is so obviously there's the psychological differences of using a credit card. The other big thing that most people don't think about and they don't, they kind of discount in their mind is they don't realize that as soon as you start spending on a credit card, your budget tool doesn't perfectly match your bank account. Mm-hmm. Because your bank account, if you're using a debit card, would go down little bit by little bit with each purchase. With a credit card, you've now entered basically a third contender into the mix. You've Mm -hmm. got your budget tool, you've got your bank account, and now you have a new account where your credit is being tracked. So now you have to keep track of three things, which isn't the end of the world, but you have to keep track of three things. Yes. And, And so you've got to look at it and say, okay, I just made a purchase. I'm going to track that in my budget tool. Now I'm going to look at my bank account and my bank account still says I have $1,000 because it didn't go down. Mm -hmm. The credit card went into the negative, quote unquote. By whatever amount you've charged. By whatever amount you just charged. Right. So if you track in your budget tool, you could immediately pay it off from your bank account towards your credit card. And that would then show up on your bank account as being reconciled or equivalent to your budget tool. But most people don't pay off every expense that they do. I think credit card companies would have a problem with if you're making a payment after every time you charge the They would the be payment. mad. <laughs> They'd be very mad. And yeah. it's not our I'm brains. Sure there's limits to that. Yeah, there's limits. And our brains don't work that way most of the time. So we usually wait two weeks, 30 days. Mm-hmm. The and grace period. Yeah, to the grace period, right? So you go for 30 days of spending on your credit card. You've been tracking in your budget tool, and I'm, I'm assuming you've been tracking because you've been listening to Getting Money Right. Yeah, you do have a budget, <laughs> right? I mean, you, you do have a budget. Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start there. If, if not, go back and listen to the first 10 episodes, and we will walk you through. Um, and then, okay, so now you've got, you've got the, the tracking that you're doing in your budget tool, but your bank account is still showing that you've got $1,000 because all the actual spending has happened on your credit card. Mm -hmm. Now, this is another psychology issue. You look at your checking account and you're like, oh, I got $1,000. I can do whatever I want. But really, your credit card, you've already spent $900 there. Yeah. So what you should be doing is looking at your budget tool 
because in your budget, you will know I started with a thousand and I've spent 900. So I only have 100 left. Mm -hmm. You have to live off of your budget tool. You have to be thinking and spending based on the number that's in your budget tool, which means the budget tool is only as good as, as it is accurate as it is you are tracking. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you're not using it, it's not doing you any good. Right. And this is where people get confused when they add a credit card into the mix because it has disconnected their budget from their checking account. Mm -hmm. It's added a third contender to the mix. All of a sudden, your credit card is a little bit... It, it's one extra thing your brain has to hold and your brain can't hold all three of those. Honestly, my brain honestly can really only hold the budget tool personally. Mm -hmm. So I do everything in the budget tool. I run my life around that. But every month, I reconcile the budget tool with my checking account. Right. And when I say I reconcile it, what I actually do, and Ashley and I said the first five years, it was a debit card. So it was reconciled almost minute by minute, you know, hour by hour. Every time we spent something and then we tracked it, it was equivalent. The, the bank account and the budget tool. Now we do use a credit card. Mm -hmm. That means that at the end of the month, we go through and we look at everything that we spent in our budget. Then we use our checking account to pay off our credit card. And in that one big chunk, we've reconciled everything. Right. But we've got to make sure at the end of the month that what's in our budget tool is accurately reflected in our checking account. So it is, it's just a little bit more complexity that most people don't think about. And, and the funny thing is people are always complaining about how complex budgeting is and how difficult it is. Mm -hmm. And my thought is, well, when you add a credit card to the mix or you add two credit cards to the mix or four credit cards to the mix, yeah, you've it made it more complex and you didn't even know you did it. Like, no, I'm not mad at you. You were sold by the bank or by the credit card company why you should have a credit card. And you're like, oh, that's easy. That's fun. I like doing that. But and there's it, benefits to it sometimes. And there's benefits, so, enough so, benefits to where I use one now. Right. But yeah, it, and it makes sense that it's also more convenient in some ways. You, It's really difficult not to have a credit card. Now, you can if you choose not to use one, but it, it, it is an inconvenience today, right? Uh, fortunately, the debit card can handle most of that, but there are some transactions that I will not do on my credit on my debit card. I will do it yeah. only on my credit card. So there is a benefit to using it. So there's very little reason not to, especially if it becomes inconvenient not to use it. The problem comes in is when you charge your transactions to the credit card, but there's no way to connect them to your actual spending plan. And what we're trying to communicate is that in order to use a credit card, you need to connect it to that budget on an ongoing basis. It needs to be reflected in that. So in a practical sense, what that looks like is in my budget, when I charge something on my credit card, I assign it to a budget category. So for instance, let's say I pay for my groceries. I'm going to come home. I'm going to update my budget. And when I do, that grocery charge, right? that's on my credit card is gonna go in the category that's titled food groceries. So now it's reflecting that I spent that money in my budget. Now the money hasn't moved from my checking account to the credit card. It's still in my checking account. But here's a key, key, key thing that you guys need to be aware of. If you spend your money based on the balances, mm -hmm. you're in trouble because your balances are gonna change. And actually when they're high, like after you just got an influx of money from a paycheck, you have the sense of, I have money to spend. And actually, it's, you know, that's just one lump number. It might be 2,500, it might be 3,000, it might be more. And that gives you the sense of, I can go spend $100 on a meal, or I can spend $300 on a weekend getaway. 
when in essence your budget may not be able to afford that vacation or that meal. Maybe you can only do $80. So this is why it's so important to realize that there's nothing wrong with using credit cards, but the credit card has to be connected to whatever spending plan you use because that number continues to go in the negative and it's going to come due. And when it comes due, it should come out of your checking account to pay. Right. But it should be something already planned, right? So your budget is that central nervous system that says everything you do has to run through this. And if it doesn't, then really credit cards become a real hindrance, a real detriment to your financial plan because what you end up doing is, and this is the second thing we want to talk about, is that whenever you use a credit card, that each month, at the end of the month, you should pay off not the statement balance, but the full balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So remember, you're charging something and you have a grace period. A lot of times that's about 25 days. So if your statement closes, let's say, on the fifth of the month and you charge everything from the previous month, it won't be due until the end of the next month. And you can technically say, well, it's not due for 25, 30 days, so I'm just going to wait and pay it off whatever is due. But in the meantime, you're still using it. Mm -hmm. So now your balance is growing. So let's say you owe 2500 on last month's statement. If you just pay that, you still have a balance because you're charging on an ongoing basis during, those, during that grace period. That won't be due until the next month. And that's where it becomes very complicated because now you're literally living on borrowed money. You're saying... I'm going to spend the money today. Yeah, I'm, you know, I have to pay the rest of it later. But if you just paid the whole thing in balance in full, then you're able to reconcile your budget to your spending. And it doesn't become a temptation to say, well, since I don't have to pay this, maybe I can buy that big TV or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of this is, is psychology related in mm -hmm. the way that our brains work. And if you're listening to this and you're even just a little bit confused as we're talking about this, just think about how difficult it is when you add a credit card to the mix. That's mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about here. And I'm not against anyone using a credit card. I'm not going to say that. I'm not mad at you if you use a credit card. I want to make sure that you're wise enough and ready enough you to use a credit card. Right. So, you know, let's say that you have a $5,000 balance on your, on your credit card from just past misspending. Mm -hmm. But now you're building a budget for the first time. And as you build that budget, what you're committing to is a zero-based budget. We mm -hmm. talk about this and, you know, um, spend on purpose. Well, you build a zero-based budget. That means that you only spend what you actually have income for that month. You track all the income and you track all the spending and you spend down to zero. And some of that spending goes towards paying off old debt. Some of it goes towards savings. But you spend down to zero. And the importance here is just like Leo said, that means that you're paying off. You, now that credit card is simply a, a spending tool. It's just a tool to make transactions. Mm -hmm. It's not something that allows you to go further into debt. And then at the bottom of our budget tool, we've got a debt category where you allocate $100 a month, $200 a month, and that money is what goes to paying off the $5,000 of past balance that you have. Right. But anything that you spend on top of that $5,000 needs to be paid off every month. And that happens by having a good plan in place with your budget. And so honestly, if you're just starting the budget process, I would recommend that you do what Ashley and I did for over five years. And that's just use a debit card. Cut up your credit card. Don't use it. Because the reason, as soon as you go into a negative balance and you're, let's say, a $5,000 debt, it means that you've mismanaged using a credit card. I don't mean that in a rude way. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. 
we've all made mistakes. We've all mismanaged things in the past. I've sure. mismanaged. I've mismanaged money. I've mismanaged people. <laughs> I've mismanaged. You know, yeah. my my vehicle. I've mismanaged things. Like this is real. Don't don't feel shame about it. But cut up the credit card and say I'm going to stop using that because it allows me to go into the negative. I'm going to do what David and Ashley did, and for several years, I'm going to use a debit card so that I only spend what I actually have. Then pay off that credit card using your budget. And then over time, as you get better and better at managing, then you could reintroduce a credit card. Yeah. I'm not mad at the tool. I'm just, I, I have a, a healthy fear for you. I care about you. And I, ha- I want to make sure that you're okay and that you don't keep going deeper and deeper uh, into debt or using a credit card in a way that's going to harm you. So that was our heart for this episode. Yeah, it's really, it's we're not against credit cards. Both of us have credit cards and use them, but we do see the danger. In fact, uh, David, I, I have a kind of a policy whenever I'm working with somebody, if their goal and almost always the number one goal they have is to get out of debt, and usually that debt's made up of some credit cards, some consumer debt, some car payments, some different things like that. And what I tell them is, look, if you have a real heart for getting out of debt and that's your goal, then you can't continue to charge on a credit card and get out of debt. Like, Mm-mm. that's not possible. Mm-mm. So I make them commit to the fact that they're not going to use their credit cards until they get it under control, meaning mm-hmm. that they're paying it down and they're not using those credit cards to buy things that aren't part of the budget. I mean, from now on, when you're working with me, you're going to spend based on your budget because that's what I'm helping you to do. And if you sign up for that, then that's that's what I'm going to ask you to do. Mm-hmm. So it is about getting control of it. But then after you got control of it, after you've paid everything off, mm-hmm. you don't no, no longer have credit card debt that's rolling over from month to month, you can use credit cards. Mm-hmm. Of course, as we said earlier, you have to be aware that you will tend to spend more when mm-hmm. you use a credit card. But I believe 99% of that could be cured if you're spending based on a plan. Mm -hmm. And that's the budget we're talking about. Because now you can go out there and say, okay, I know what I have in this area. And if I'm going to buy some clothing or if I'm going to buy an electronic something, I know how much I have. And that's that's the only amount that I'm going to spend. And it doesn't matter what I use. If I use Mm -hmm. a credit card, if I use cash, if I use a debit card, it doesn't matter. To me, I'm spending based on the budget, not on, hey, I want to go beyond what I can afford so that never enters my mind anymore. So mm-hmm. for us, for David and I, and for anyone that, that's been managing money this way, using a credit card is not a danger as long as you're doing it based on a plan. If you're just using it because it's kind of the default or you can get something you know, before you get paid, right. um, yeah, you're, you're in a position where you're probably wrecking your finances and certainly not doing the best for you and your future. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. This was actually inspired by the Getting Money Right financial course Mm -hmm. that we're doing right now. We've got, um, let me see, three, five five families. We've got five families that are going through the course right now. And uh, it's been really cool to see. It's Mm -hmm. been really cool to see as we track expenses together as we build a budget together, and then as we begin to live on that budget using the yearly budget tool. All of this comes from the episodes that Leo and I talked about budgeting, uh, and we went through what's the best budget and how to use the budget that we've created. Uh, So it's been really neat to see this in the financial course with these couples walking with them because this kind of stuff comes up. Hey, I'm using a credit card. How does that affect my budget? Yeah. Wow. Well, let's talk about that because it's nuanced. Mm-hmm. And even Leo and I, he, Leo started explaining it to me. I'm like, Leo, I, 
I'm I'm wrestling to see the problems with this. <laughs> and Leo, Leo's like, David, there's problems. You're just not seeing the nuance. And, and I, he was right. I was looking at it as like, so what if you have a third account or a fourth account or eight accounts? Every account you add adds a layer of complexity. That's not to say you can't have eight accounts. It just means that you have to be a great manager. It's just like if you start a small business, somebody who's good at managing, that business will grow. But most people don't start a multi-million dollar, mm-hmm. you know, 500 employee company day one. They start small and they learn and grow. Right. You start with one account. Start with a debit card. I want to just give a shout out to the people that are in our Getting Money Right financial course. We're loving spending time with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that as those of you who are listening will be encouraged that when this course comes out, right now we're in a beta mm-hmm. and we're testing it and it's been really neat. I encourage you to come check out the course when it's complete and see what it looks like. So, um, yeah, shout out to those folks that are going through it because not only are we helping them, they're helping us because yeah, what the feedback they're giving us has been very helpful. Uh, because, you know, when we're in this day in and day out, it's easy to miss the things that we think are just kind of easy to understand, but yet to a person seeing it for the first time, it's not. Uh, so our eyes have been open to certain things, and this is really the reason we decided to do a beta before we actually built and launched it, yep. because we really want to serve people well, and this allows us to test it, to see yeah. things from a different perspective from those that are going through it, so that everything that we need to put in this thing so that it's effective from day one for you guys that are going to go through it. Uh, will actually be a benefit that we yeah. won't miss anything very important. So it's been great. Yeah. There were things that Leo and I thought were really easy about our budget tool mm-hmm. that there was a little bit of confusion around yep. and they helped us clear that up and, and fix the formatting and fix some of the cells just in the questions they asked. Mm-hmm. Leo and I had to go back and tweak it, but it helps get make the tool better. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Uh, if you want to spend some time with Leo, go over to leosabo.com. Uh, check out the resources that he's got on there. Uh, put in your email address and you'll be able to get access to the same tools that we're working with the the families in the financial course right now, the creating a budget, the tracking expenses, the uh, living on a yearly budget tool. It's all there and that's free to access. There's also some hands-on videos you can use. If you want to spend some time with me, go over to stewardshippastors.com. Check out the upcoming book, Jesus on Money. And we just love spending time with you guys. We hope that you'll join us next week. So together... We We can can keep keep getting getting money money right. There's nothing wrong with using credit cards, but the credit card has to be connected to whatever spending plan you use because that number continues to go in the negative and it's going to come due. And when it comes due, it should come out of your checking account to pay. Right. But it should be something already planned.